You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us Sundays at 10 a.m. in person or online, or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. In this podcast, Pastor Dazni Pierre, with friends at Fort Liberté in Haiti, joined us to update us and bring a message from the Word of God. Thank you so much. This is the second time I have been to the church. First of all, I would like to say thank you to the Almighty, and also thank you to Pastor Aaron and also other pastors on the board. Thank you to Sister Becky, who is the liaison or the connection in this church. Thank you to all of you to be here tonight. I'm Pastor Dasne Spierre. I'm from all the way from Haiti uh, at uh, the Jerusalem Baptist Church in Fort Liberté, a small town in the northeast of Haiti. Uh, we are close to the Domin- Dominican Republic. I'm here tonight to say thank you for everything you have done. I remember uh, maybe two years and a half ago when I came here and I have met with Pastor Roberts and I have talked to him over the phone this week and he's not here, as you know. And uh, when we met for the first time and I talked to him about my dream and my ministry and uh, because of your support, we are able to have three buses where we are um, taking uh, members from countryside and to bring them to the church to participate in communion. And also we are serving other people in the community. And, and one thing with our ministry, we um, don't serve only those who are Protestant, but even those who are Catholics, when they want to go to a funeral or to a wedding outside of town. So we still use our buses to help them out because that's the best way to reach out to the community. And then because of your support as the church of Jesus Christ, as you can see in the video, one thing, those who do not believe in Christ, uh, they have accused the church of, they sometimes try to tell people that you are serving the God of the master, and, uh, and they are trying to tell them to serve the God of their ancestors from Africa, because you know they brought our parents in the Americas, more so in the Caribbean as slavery. Because they said the church is all about preaching and teaching and send people to heaven. And because of your support and your prayers in Haiti, they cannot say that about our ministry. And you can see uh, through the school, we have about um, 600 children receiving education. And in the program, we also have sponsorship some people in this country have sponsored kids, make it easier for us to pay the teachers. And also we have a meal we give uh, with the school, which for some kids that the only meal they have. And we also drill wells. And that started with Becky and Pastor Don and her team. They start the drilling uh, of wells. Now we are about 46 well we drill and Fort Liberté and beyond, because some people, they have to go to the river to get some water to drink. But because of those wells, you know, they are able to pump the water and getting a cleaner water. And also we have the clinic where we have a diabetes and also hypertension or blood pressure. Uh, medication, every month people come to check. Some people will walk maybe 100 miles to come and get free medication in our clinic. And sometimes the government hospital cannot even provide. And then people come to the clinic and then all this just because of your support. And then we are able to do all this. And also we have outpost churches where 
in the bush, and where one place where you see, we said we shelter, we have a village for in a lot of elderly, and then we are able to have them in those homes and having people taking care of them. And we also have a farm where we uh, grow crops so that we can give to the poor and the church. And then our ministry is not a short term, and it is a long term, short in a sense that we uh, feed people because uh, uh, in every group we give food, we do food distribution, and also we give chicken and trees. But also we educate kids who are in our school and also in a program called Higher Education. Today we have doctors and nurses and we have people in all fields because our ministry is not only short term but also long term. But most importantly, some people said that when the Americans, they go to Haiti, did they preach, did they teach, did they uh, do something spiritually? I would say the most important part when you pray for our ministry or you give in our ministry, you help us. Because every year we baptize 90 to 100 people at the bay. And because we are doing spiritually and socially, people can see the love of Christ in our ministry. And I'm here today to say thank you because being the pastor of a pool mega church, 4,000 members, and it will be very hard for me and for my congregation to uh, break the eyes where those who accuse the church of just preaching people and send them to heaven wait until death come. But our church is the here and now. All this because of your support and your love. And thank you so much for everything. May the glory is for our almighty God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much tonight. We are here in your presence. We bow down in order to say thank you because we have been called to that great ministry. Thank you for uh, the Jew City Church who have been involved in our ministry. Thank you for Pastor Robert and other pastor and the board. And thank you for all the members of this church. I'm asking you, Lord, to continue to bless this church and bless everybody who are part of that ministry. And may your name be known, not here and everywhere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight, I will look quickly with you in a passage in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Uh, the title of this passage should be, I will build my church. And I want to talk to you about the church that Jesus built. And uh, at one point in Jesus' ministry, he was with a disciple, and he took them in a place called Caesarea of Philippi, when I went to Jerusalem, I went to that place northeast of Jerusalem, the Sea of Galilee. Jesus removed himself from the crowd and took the disciple in a pagan place, and he was going to ask them a questions. One, what do people think about me? Who do they say I am? And later he's going to say to the disciple, and you who have been with me, do you know who I am? And the answers from the disciples' mouth was some people said that you are John the Baptist. Yes, it is true, like John the Baptist, Jesus used to preach. They said, some people said you are Eli, like Eli, Jesus used to do a lot of miracles. They said, some people said like you are Jeremiah, like Jeremiah, Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem because later uh, in 70, uh, the woman was going to come and destroy the city. And he said, some, they said, some people said, you are one of the prophets. 
It is true some of those things people have been saying about Jesus, they may look like Jesus. And Jesus turned to them, if that's what people said about me, what about you? You have been with me for almost three years now. What do you think I am? And one thing I do think in the passage, when I think about Matthew, who was a guy who have some knowledge, even Thomas, who used to ask questions, but God didn't reveal anything to none of those guys, but he was going to use Peter, the fisherman, the guy who didn't know how to read and write. That made me understand when God wants to use folks, he's not looking for the most powerful, he's not looking for the most knowledgeable, but he's looking for the weak, because that's where he gets his glory. And from there, when Peter said, oh, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, I know who you are. Don't be busted. The answer is not from you. It's from my father. And Jesus continued to say, you are Peter. Your name is Peter, which means a little walk. In Greek, they call it Petros. And Jesus said, on that walk, which is Petra, and your declaration that I am the Messiah, I will build my church. It is true today a lot of folks said that the church has been built on Peter, which is not the case. Imagine that Peter who denied Jesus three times before he went to the cross. Imagine that if the church was built on Peter. Imagine the Peter, Paul has been accused of hypocrisy. Imagine that if that church was built on Peter, you and I, we were in big trouble. The church, as Jesus said, was not built on Peter. He was built on himself. Today, some people said, now, what is the mission of Jesus exactly? Because the Jews, they were waiting for the Messiah for a very, very long time. And a lot of people were saying, the Messiah should be a spiritual one, a social one, a political one. There were a lot of misunderstanding around the person of the Messiah. You can read in Matthew chapter 11 when John the Baptist was in prison and, and he sent his disciple to ask a question to Jesus. The same John the Baptist in Matthew chapter three who said, oh, this is the Lamb of God who take away the sin of the world. And then he sent this disciple to tell Jesus, hey, look, I was the one who introduced you now. Look, Herod put me in jail and you can't take me out of jail. Now the questions for you, are you the Messiah? Or should we wait for another one? And Jesus to answer to John the Baptist, say, hey, go and tell him, the blind have sinned, the crippled, they have walked. See, the disciples, they could not understand what does that mean when they heard that Jesus was the Messiah. Among themselves, they were saying, who will be the, great, the greatest in the kingdom? So they were looking for power. And Jesus will take a child, said, you know, those who will inherit my kingdom should be like a child. And as Jesus promised, in the day of Pentecost, Peter, you remember, Jesus told him that I will give you the key of the kingdom, which today a lot of people said oh, Peter was a pope. Now, 
When Jesus said, I give you the key just because the day of the Pentecost, he was the one who was going to preach the gospel, where the church was going to be built, and 3,000 people will come to Christ. This is when the church has been built. But today, the question is, what is the church? Is the church only the Jew city church or the Jerusalem Baptist church in Haiti? When Jesus said, I will build my church, he was talking about which one? Yours or ours in Haiti? The church Jesus was talking about is the believers around the world, every creed and colors and faith, and that's the church Jesus was talking about. Sometimes I like to describe the church. Uh, today people talk about races, like we have the white, the blacks, the yellow. But in Bible, the Bible talks about two races. Either you are Jew or you are Gentiles. But in order for Jesus to build his church, it's church he has to bring together the Jews and the Gentile together, that the third race. And today, as members of the church of Jesus, we have a big responsibility. Because in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus told the disciple, you will receive the Holy Spirit, and you will be my witness in Judea, local community. Jerusalem first, and Judea, Samaria, all the way to the end of the world. And today, you and I, as members of that church, we know that the mission of Jesus was not only social. It is true when Jesus came, he was promoting equality among mankind. We know his mission was not only social, it was also spiritual. A lot of people were the Pharisees and the, the, the Sadducees, they didn't want to sit down with and Jesus came and talked to them and reached out to them. And we know also he came to rebuke the uh, establishment where uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they do think that they have the law and they were forcing people to observe the law. Praise the Lord, you and I today, we are saved by grace through faith. And that the church of Jesus, the mission of the church today is not only social, is not only spiritual, is not only religious, it is holistic. And today, people want to tell us as a church, we need to, it seems like we need to go and live in another society. It seems like we don't have anything to say. And see our master, our savior, when he was on earth, in Luke chapter four, verse 18 and 19, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has sent me to free the captives. As members of the church today, the Bible calls me and you and us light. A light cannot be hidden. He has to be in the open. And somebody said, what is the light? The light is absence of darkness. No matter where we are, we are supposed to shine. The Bible not only calls us light, but also salt. Maybe you will not understand because you have a fridge. In Haiti, let's say we kill a goat. We want to keep that meat for one week. You have your fridge, you'll put that in the freezer. We will use salt. 
to put in that meat, to keep it. So this world, which is in decayed, decayed, you and I as salt, we are here to give taste to this world. The Bible calls us witness, no matter where we are at work and our vacation, no matter where we are, when people see us, they need to say, this is the salt, this is the light. Not only we are salt, we are light, we are witness, also we are ambassador. We represent the kingdom of God. When you represent the kingdom of God, you cannot talk, act in a way which is contrary to the word of God. Because people will know Jesus. They know, they will know who we are by our light. Tonight, I want to tell you that the church is not a monument. The church is a movement. Imagine that something started in Jerusalem with 12 men. From 12 to 120. From 120 to 550. From 550 to 3,000. From 3,000 to 5,000. Today, 2.5 billion believers, Christians all over the world. You and I as believers, we have a big responsibility. Our responsibility is pray for the church. Pastor Aaron and I, we were taking, talking earlier about the church. I have been to churches where I drove for three hours. I ride on horses for two hours in order to reach those people. One thing I understand, where the people are the further, where they have need. So those people, they are seeking the Lord. If you can imagine people taking bag of cement, blocks, in the back, cross the mountains, so that they can go and build the church. So people have the desire to serve the Lord. And again, as the church of Jesus Christ today, we need to know that we have been called. And Jesus called us, no matter where we are, to make a difference in that world. Maybe God didn't call you to go to Haiti. Maybe God didn't call you to, to go to another state, but God called you to pray for the church. You today and your country, you have a free country where people can worship without persecutions. There's a lot of place on the world, in Africa, in Northern Africa, and the Middle East. Some places in Asia where people have to hide underground churches so that they can serve the Lord. As the body of Christ today, we are one. And let us continue to pray for the church of Jesus Christ on earth. Continue to preach the kingdom until Jesus return, let us pray. Heavenly Father, tonight we come before you as one body. Thank you because you have called us your church and we have your name. We are part of a big family. May the love we have, we share it with one another. And also may we go to the world and seek others who don't know you. We promise you as a light will continue to shine no matter what. We know 
Satan is trying to attack the church. But one thing you said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. Continue to protect and bless the ministry of the church. Protect and bless the ministry of our church in Haiti. Protect and bless the church no matter where that church will be in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.